0: So often we think of sharing your work as being like sharing your whole project and like all of the context. Uh, But yeah, there's definitely cases like this where you can abstract it. Welcome to Design Life, a podcast about design
1: and side projects for motivated creators. My name's Femke. And my name's Charlie. And today we're going to talk about how to share your design work. I get a lot of questions from people who see me streaming and like sharing my whole freaking Figma file. <laughs> uh, you know, I make a lot of videos on YouTube about my process as I work on certain projects for work. And people are always like, like, how are you allowed to share this much? And I'm very lucky. I'm in a good position in that the company I work for, ConvertKit, working in public is one of our values. And so it's totally embraced for me to share absolutely everything about my process. But I'm also aware that not everybody is in that situation and position. Um, and I also think it's really beneficial for us as designers and for the design community as a whole to share as much of our work as we can. So today we're going to talk about ways you can share your work, perhaps some ways you can get around those pesky, like um, what are they called? Um, disclosure- NDAs? <laughs> NDAs, yeah. NDAs and things like that. Um, so that there's still, like, even if you're under a tightly controlled situation like that, there's still pieces of your process you could pull out and share. That's what we're going to get into today. Um, but first though, Fem, how are you going? I'm doing pretty good,
0: pottering along. Um, I always look forward to Monday mornings when my colleagues ask me what I got up to in the weekend. And my answer is always like, nothing so it's feeling very same same at the moment we just had daylight savings here so I'm a little bit tired feeling a little bit behind on things but generally doing pretty well although I found out last night that I think my MacBook has died unfortunately I'm trying desperately to revive it but it will not turn on there's no signs of life tried plugging it in tried resetting it and it's completely dead so that is a real bummer I I hope there are still signs of life in it and I can get it to come back but uh yeah I'm a little bit sad because I really love this MacBook and they don't sell it anymore it's one of those like really small like the 12 inch ones that were like really thin oh,
1: and light yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yep
0: uh so yeah I hope I can get it to come back to life
1: Fingers crossed. Yeah. So it didn't meet an unfortunate death with a glass of water or anything like that. It's just. (laughs) No,
0: it didn't. That's the thing. I was trying to think like, what did I like? I just used it a couple of days ago. What was I doing on it? Did I do anything weird? And nope, I I can't think of anything that I did uh, differently or to harm it (laughs) in the last few days. So I really have no idea. But uh, fingers crossed.
1: Well, (laughs) I mean, Maybe that's why they discontinued it. Maybe this happens to them. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're like,
0: oh, she's had this laptop for three, four years. Let's just turn it off now so she can buy a new one.
1: Buy a new one. Yeah, perhaps, perhaps. And also something you neglected to mention because you're a very humble person um, is you just hit 30,000 subscribers on YouTube. Oh, I did. So that's really exciting. Congrats. Fam. Thank you. That's, that's awesome. Thank you. Yes, yes.
0: I, uh, I looked at my stats and this time last year I had... About five and a half thousand. So that's oh, that's a lot. That's of growth. <laughs> quite a lot of growth for my channel in yep in one year. So that's incredible. I, I'm feeling very grateful and very thankful for everyone who's subscribed to my YouTube channel and given me words of encouragement and motivation along the way. So uh I guess here's to the next thirty thousand. I don't know. We'll see.
1: Yeah, I read by this time next year you'll have. I don't know. You could be at a hundred thousand by this time next year. What? Man. No. Should we just say that right now? And then we'll see what happens and we'll see if I'm right or not.
0: <laughs> All right, you can say that, but I we'll see, we'll see.
1: Okay. It, honestly, it could even be this year, but I, I'll stop there. I'll stop <laughs> there. We'll see, we'll see what happens. <laughs> How are you? How are you? Um, I actually did do something on the weekend for once, which was nice. My friends here, they have a car and they messaged cuz we're allowed to like leave the city limits now on the weekends. They were like, "Do you want to go for a hike?" And I was like, "Yes, I absolutely want to go for a hike. I haven't seen real nature for I don't know three months or something just the little like park by our house it's not that little it's a giant park that runs through the city but you know it's not the same as being out in the wilderness and so she was like great we're going a hike and we'll also bring our dog and I was like perfect even better oh that's nice <laughs> yeah so yeah that's what I did on the weekend so I'm feeling good from from that I guess in general trying to stay a bit more focused this week and put some more structure around my days we might talk about it in a future episode but it's something new that I'm trying so not really to like share it as advice yet but so far it, it feels like it's it's going well um, and it's maybe what I needed to yeah just get more focus yeah because I don't know about you but it's been so hard lately to to focus I don't know why like well I do know why it's because it's a mother flipping pandemic
0: yeah I feel you
1: but yeah I've been feeling it. (laughs)
0: Totally. I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. I'm I'm curious to hear your sort of report back on how that's, how that works out for you. Because I know we've talked on the show about your like monthly focuses, right, that you've done. So I'm curious to see the difference between now sort of almost doing that at a daily level, what that's like for you.
1: Yeah. And also because the monthly focuses were always side hustle related, like to do with my my side businesses, my side income, whatever. Whereas the daily structure that I'm doing right now is for work specifically. Yeah. So, yeah. But we can get into the future episode. Should we get into today's topic? Yeah. Just move right into it. Yes. Maybe we should start with the why behind this. Like, why should designers share their work? Why should that be something that they try to do? Or why should it be something that's interesting to them?
0: What do you think? Yeah, well, I guess there is like, two different types of sharing work that comes to mind for me. And I'm I'm curious if if this resembles like with what you were thinking as well, but there's like sharing work in like a portfolio, right? So Mm -hmm. creating a case study or a showcase or whatever, and you have your work sort of there. Usually that's to have this collection of, of your work experience and eventually get a job and things like that. But then there's also, I think, this like sharing of like iterating in public and sharing your process talking about the design process you've taken, learnings along the way. And that to me is a bit more educational, I guess, which I think is a lot of what what you do and a little bit what I do as well, where I wanna share my learnings with the community basically and and help them. So those are kind of the two different ways that I've shared my work in the past. One is a bit more polished, right? Where it's like the, the portfolio piece, here's the work I've done. And then the other is a little bit more either scrappy or work in progress or more of like a reflection on on how I did the work.
1: Yeah, that's a really good clarification because I'm definitely speaking about the latter of the two. I think that every designer who wants to get a job has to do yep. the first one. Like that's almost non-negotiable. Well, I mean, the further you get in your career, I think you can get jobs based on your experience rather than showing your work as such. But when you're getting started, everyone has to do that anyway. So... I, I th- I'm more interested in talking about the the latter because I think it actually helps with the first thing as well.
0: Tell me about you you doing this because I know you do this a lot and like you've been doing a lot of Twitch streaming where it's like that's not even finished work right that's you like literally working <laughs> working on projects. Um, h- how did that come about? Why did you decide to start doing that?
1: Yeah, good question. So. Part of it is because I think the way I learn best is from seeing concepts in context, right? So it's all very well to learn how code works or like learn how you would do this certain thing in a design tool or whatever. But just reading the theory of it doesn't help me a lot. What really helps is seeing it in practice, like seeing a real life use case for this type of design process, this type of design tool, I don't know, whatever it is so that's what I'm, I think I'm trying to do when I'm sharing my projects is show, first of all, how a real life project works for a mm-hmm. real life company in the real life world, you know, <laughs> which is sometimes difficult to get a hold of as, as students, especially, you know, your, your time is filled with hypothetical briefs and things like that. Uh, so it can really help to see how things work in the real world. Um, and also, yeah, seeing all those concepts and things in action, as part of that real process, is, is the way I kind of like to teach. I prefer that to making tutorials. Right. Because it's the way that I pref- personally prefer to learn, I guess, is, uh, yeah, by osmosis, I guess, in a way. Um, but I think that as designers, we need more people sharing their process or even like sharing little snippets or tips and things along the way because with design, there isn't one correct way to do it right? Otherwise, we probably wouldn't all have jobs by now. It would have been really easy just to train a computer to do the one (laughs) correct design process and that's it, right? But because there isn't one right way, there's lots of different ways to approach a design problem, lots of different ways to approach a design process. And the more of these different ways of doing things that you can see, the easier it is to start to form your own process. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's really important badass designers, especially where we are at in our careers, that we share uh, because it's going to help all the designers coming before us, but also the people who are our peers as well, right? Like um, it helps us stay agile maybe and like interested in Mm -hmm. trying new things when we don't just like stay stuck to our design process and be like, this is the way I'm doing it from now on and forever. It's good for us still even in our level of of our career to, to keep learning and keep looking at other ways of doing things
0: yeah totally i love like i jump into your streams now and then just to have a watch and i love like watching and seeing how you how you design and what your workflow is and similar to you know other designers who are also sharing this kind of process in in public it's always really interesting to see how other people you know do their design workflow i think it's awesome that you share this and i think it's like even more awesome that you have the support from convertkit to do this I only wish I could do uh, some of this that you're doing because uh, unfortunately, working at Uber, I cannot share any work in progress or things that I'm currently working on. And so for me, my approach to this is a little bit more like looking back on on how I've done something or a process that I followed and what I learned and trying to like package up my learnings from the design process or from that workflow into... A reflection and something that i can share back to the community uh, and sort of abstracting it from the project itself a little bit there have been a few cases where i have walked through some of my files but it's only in the case where it's like a finished live project that you know it's it's out there it's in the world uh so it's uh, a bit more flexible there for me to share it but the work in progress stuff which i don't know in my opinion is where a lot of the value is right uh, I have to get a little bit more creative when it comes to sharing it.
1: Yeah, and I think you've done this really well, because I think if you were such a, like an open, transparent designer, creator with the work that you're putting out on YouTube, but it, it, it's kind of amazing that you've managed to generate that character, I guess, Right. despite not being able to share your real-life work at Uber. So I think you've done this yeah. well, and that there is definitely a lot of value in a reflection on a project in saying Mm -hmm. like, here's this finished thing that's launched now. It's live to the world. Anyone can freaking open up the Uber Eats app and see it. So I'm allowed to talk about it and talk through the design decisions and like why things were done a certain way. Um, That's definitely useful. It just means that waiting a little bit longer, I guess, to be able to put it out there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny. I sometimes struggle a bit with this because I actually just got a comment recently I think even yesterday or the day before uh, from someone (laughs) whoever uh, who was sort of remarking that like oh well you don't even show any of your work or like we don't even see what your work is like how do we know you're a good designer Hmm. and that that does hit me a little bit because I'm like oh yeah I'm not showing enough of my work but it's really I I just can't like I'm not allowed to so I, I struggle a little bit with like how do I show that work in a way that's helpful but respecting you know the legality of being able to show it and how do I generate this like authority and authenticity that yes I know what I'm talking about and I have something to share that's valuable without having the work to show to back it up that like that is something that I've personally struggled with a bit on my channel or like on any of the content I create and share Um, and so yeah it's nice to hear actually from you that you think I've done a good job with this because it is something that I, I do struggle with.
1: Yeah. And I mean, we can just ignore that person. You don't have to prove anything to them. <laughs> you know, <but laughs> that, I, is I get it. That, that is true. That is true. I've had comments like that in the past as well. I think that, that it's just some people on the internet who want to be mean. But one way that I think that any designer in this situation who is perhaps under a lot of NDAs or can't share their working progress but they still want to share and they still want to be contributing to the community because I think that's what it is, right? It's not necessarily that you want to share your work because you want to build a YouTube channel with 30,000 subscribers like Femme has, you know? Like it could just be for giving back to the community and sharing something that you know. You don't have to make it part of a larger like content creation plan or anything like that.
0: It could be a Twitter thread, you know, or an Instagram post. It doesn't have to be a whole like fully produced
1: thing. Hmm. and speaking of Instagram posts I want to bring up Kyle Adams it's Kyle Adams on Instagram we can put it, his link in the, in the show notes I really like what he's been doing lately on Instagram he's been doing little carousel posts teaching a little snippet of the thing for like how to create something so for one example is creating a glass card in, in Figma or in a design tool mm. like how you can blur the background to make it look like the object see-through that sort of thing And this could have been, for all I know, it was, I don't know, part of a larger project that he can't share the whole of. But he can pull out this one little technique or skill that he used or like learned for this project and make a piece of content about that, like just share that little part of it. I think that that is especially something you can do if you're under a lot of constraints or, you know, um, you can't share a lot of your real work. What's something new that you learned or figured out recently? a little piece that you could could think to share. Yeah, that's
0: more about focusing on the technique or the skill rather than the output, mm-hmm. I the guess. The whole wider context. Yeah, that. yeah, yep, that's yep, a really yep. good point. Uh, I, I haven't seen those carousels uh, from Kyle, but they sound really cool and like a good way to kind of Share a learning, or a tip, or a trick, or or a technique, or something like that, um, and I like that as framing that as a way of like sharing your work and sharing your experience. I think that's that's a that's interesting to hear because I think so often we think of sharing your work as being like sharing your whole project and like all of the context. Uh, but yeah, there's definitely cases like this where you can abstract it. I think I've tried to do a bit of this too, not necessarily like design techniques, like how to do something in Figma, but more like how I present my work or how I organize my files or, you know, something like that where I'm not showing you my actual, de- like real design file, but like I've created one in the spirit of what it would look like. Uh, and so that's kind of taking a learning and abstracting it uh and creating something new, but with all of those learnings, I guess, or structure from the real thing. Uh, and that seemed to work out pretty well for me so far.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing, too, is that maybe for any designer sitting there thinking, oh, I don't really have anything interesting to share about my process. It's just like a boring, normal, quote unquote, design process. Because I'm sure a lot of people are thinking that, right? That there's nothing <laughs> special about the way they do their work. But that is absolutely not the case, and you would you would be so surprised yep. at how many people are interested in the, like, seemingly mundane <laughs> things. There's a video on my channel that's been quite popular. I just saw a comment pop up on it the other day, even though it's, like, years and years old by now, about how I organize fonts, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just talking about, like, my approach to putting fonts in different folders inside Font Book and how that helps me, and, uh, yeah, people love watching that nerdy shit, so you would be surprised, um... What they might be interested in as part of your process.
0: <laughs> yeah, I found that anything that teaches a skill or a technique that helps people speed up their workflow or save them time in some way always does pretty well. Like the response I get is is overwhelmingly pretty positive. Um, so yeah, think about it. Like if you're wanting to share content and you're you're struggling with how to abstract what you've learned from your project or, or your experience. Just think about some of those things you've learned that maybe have saved you time or make your workflow more efficient. Uh, and you could talk about that and I think people would really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, let's continue on this, thread. I like this of like some prompts, I guess, for what people could share. So things that speed up your workflow or that make you more efficient is a great one. I love that, Fem. Maybe another one could be something that you had to like work really hard or like piece pieces of information together to learn yourself yeah you know like something that wasn't as easy wasn't so easy to learn that there wasn't just one tutorial you could watch and then boom you knew how to do it like maybe you had to try it different ways or i don't know read several different threads to figure out exactly how to do the thing you wanted to do anything like that is great because it's a sign that that content isn't out there and like easily accessible already. So you might as well be the one to make it, yep. right? Like you could be the one to put that content into place. That would be awesome. <laughs>
0: totally. Yeah, I'm trying to think of some others. Um, I don't think I've really done any that have been like, quote unquote, a design tutorial. I, I haven't really made any videos about like, here's how to use this thing in Figma or here's how to create this kind of thing. But I have done videos Yeah, I guess around like organization and presenting work and working with stakeholders, like collaborating, um, more process stuff as well. I think I did some videos on creating roadmaps. So things that are like not necessarily about the design, but more about like working with your team, Uh, like things that help make you a more valuable contributor to the team, I suppose, as a designer. Uh, So those are things that I've done that have gotten good response.
1: Maybe another one, like another prompt could be a problem that you overcame. So whether that's a design problem, you're doing a show and tell of the solution, like, you know, you could count yeah. it as that, but it could be that previously you would struggle working with a developer to get your designs implemented correctly. Like what did you change about the way you did a handover or something to to make that better? Because that's something especially that you can talk in super general terms about, you don't have to name specifics Or anything like that for it to be useful advice that you're giving. Um, I think the more specifics you can give, the better. Like, it's always going to be easier for me to share my process than it is for you, Femme, for example. Because like you said, you have to create like a a demo project based on the process that you use for a real one, whereas I can cut out that step and just share the freaking real one. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it, yeah, it's always gonna take more time when you have to hide specifics, but it can still make a really useful piece of content. And so I don't want that to deter people from from making it and putting it out there, yeah.
0: I think another prompt could be just like, things I've learned. Like, what did you learn in this project?
1: Well, what surprised you about it?
0: Yeah, yeah. I I did a video uh, reflecting on things I'd learned in a particular project that linked to a Medium article that had more detail. Um, And yeah, I just talked about decisions we made along the way, reflections, things I had learned, like in the abstract sense. So yeah, that could be another prompt, I think, that would be interesting to hear.
1: Yeah, and like when all else fails, the like super easiest one is just to do a show and tell. Like... We're talking about before you had to wait until your project was over and like launched and live to do that fam, but that's okay. Like once it is, people love seeing you walk through a project, hearing about why you did things the way that you did. It could be a way for you to bring in the learnings and, you know, problems that you faced or things you learned during the show and tell us well, but even just like walking people through it and being like, we put this here because of this reason. And then we want users to go to this next. So that's why we made this CTA, the focus, that sort of thing. It really, really helps people to, to understand your thing. Totally.
0: Yeah. And I, I love watching these too. There's so much value in seeing what other designers are doing. And I think, for me as a designer anyway I feel like I never stop learning right there's always like more things I could improve different processes I could try and it's all about like tweaking my workflow and my design process um so don't feel like you have to have the perfect most polished thing to share it right uh like, I think you were saying this earlier in the episode, Charlie, like people, you'll be surprised at what people find valuable in a way, right? Um, Something that you know, and might seem pretty mundane or obvious to you might be completely new or different to somebody else and could help them with their workflow. Um, So yeah, it doesn't have to be this big final grand reveal of a project uh, in order to be valuable to someone.
1: Yeah. And that point about it not being perfect is really important too. I think that holds people back from sharing a lot of the time because, I don't know, as designers in the real world, we have to make a lot of compromises on projects. And so what starts off as something that you're like, <laughs> yeah, this is going to be great. And then it well, ends and we you're got like, got it out the door. <laughs> oh man, well, yeah, yeah, we finished it. And I think, honestly, we need more of that. We need more of that in the industry, more of that being out there. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people finish design school, or, like enter the industry and, I don't know, feel disappointed that their work isn't, I don't know, all they hoped and dreamed because it is hard to design everything perfectly uh, or like to, to the best of your abilities when there are so many constraints in your way and there's always going to be compromises you have to make. And so, I don't know, it makes me feel better seeing other designers be like, oh, I wish I'd had more time to make this part better, but, you know, th- we shipped it anyway. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, good, because I've had to do that many times.
0: <laughs> right, I can think of so many examples of that in a recent project I did where like... Yeah, there's just constraints or you know limitations and so we have to make compromises along the way and that's just part of being a designer. And you're right, I feel like that doesn't get talked about very often. So yeah, that this is giving me some ideas for what I could maybe share next.
1: <laughs> and hopefully some listeners as well, like being feeling encouraged to share that too because yeah, the main thing I want to s- drive home about this, I think, is that showing your work isn't just for design content creators. You can anyone can benefit from a designer sharing a piece of their work, even if it's just on an Instagram account or your Twitter thread or whatever it is. And I think it will help you more than you know in your career too. Like take Kyle, for example. Um, The next time he applies for a job or like a client is looking to work with him, these little snippets of teaching that he's got on his Instagram, i going to give them the peace of mind. Okay, Carl's a professional. He knows what he's doing. He's also good at explaining things. So he's probably going to be a good communicator to work with. You know, all these things can can be a huge benefit for you in in making you look like a really great designer and a really great choice for a job.
0: Yeah. It instills a bit more confidence, right? Like, oh, they know what they're talking about. They have experience in this. And I think there's also the benefit of like, oh, they're able to package something up, articulate their thoughts and share it with the world or or with with their audience, whoever. Um, that's a skill in itself too, that I feel like is often underestimated or overlooked. Um, so yeah, consider
1: that too. And there's also the the concept that in teaching something, it helps you learn it better yourself because you have to figure out, okay, now how do I explain this? Oh yeah, I guess this bit comes before this bit and like, This is how, this is exactly what I'm doing here. You know, especially if it's something that's sort of intuitive for you, having to stop and explain it to someone else can really help you solidify your process or even spot inefficiencies in it, honestly. Um, So sharing your work can actually make you a better designer as well. Not by magic, but um, (laughs) by the the path of teaching.
0: (laughs) That might be a nice thing to end on, Charlie, as I'm curious, like, so far in your experience, sharing your work and... and streaming on Twitch, like what have you learned from that? Or what what do you feel like that's giving you in a way?
1: Well, aside from like the company
0: <laughs> yeah. in the chat as
1: I stream, that's been really good. But I think it's also been really good for getting rid of any sort of lingering perfectionism, which I already don't think I really had. Anyway, but like that goes out the door when you're letting people see you right. make some really shitty stuff sometimes. Like on my last stream, I drew, tried to draw this house icon and I don't know what my mind was thinking, but it ended up looking like a weird <laughs> arrow. And like 60 people saw me do that live and like 500 have watched it since on the stream. You know, that's embarrassing in a way, but I think it's also really healthy to, to like, I don't know, just figure things out in public like that. It's definitely broken through perfectionism for me, giving me confidence as well, I suppose. Like having to own my design process because I can't really stream if I'm like, oh, I don't know if I should be doing it this way or, you know, those thoughts just leave your mind, they have to um and you're just like yep this is my process I don't name my layers and sometimes <laughs> <laughs> I have three artboards that look very similar apart from one color is different yeah. because I wanted to compare the two sort of like embracing those idiosyncrasies in your process has been really good for me and honestly like streaming in particular I have found a lot of focus in oh it. interesting because when you're when you're just designing by yourself, right? Um, There's nothing stopping you from just switching over to a different tab and checking Twitter every now and then or whatever. When I've got people watching me on a stream, I'm not going to go and check my Twitter feed, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, true.
1: And so these like two and a half, three and a half hour streams that I do are like all design all the time uh, throughout the stream. I mean, it's been fun to be able to do it. Would highly recommend if you're able to.
0: Yeah, it sounds like uh like, Productivity boost because <laughs> you mm-hmm. have that pre- product. Yeah, product. Yeah, <laughs> right. That that pressure of like people watching you and doing things live. That's cool.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. and like wanting to make progress for them too in a way. <laughs> like I want I want them to see what decisions I'm making, so I've got to make those decisions in order for them to see it. What about you? What do you get from sharing your work? Um. Yeah. I
0: mean, I don't stream it, but the videos that I've done, uh, where I've shared my work it's just been really helpful or I guess it's been really nice for me to help people. Uh, It's really nice to hear their feedback and how much this is helping them in their workplace or helping them get alignment across the team or giving them confidence for how to run their design process. Um, So that's been really nice for me to hear and and giving me some encouragement and motivation to, to keep going and to continue creating more of these kind of resources. So yeah, and I think sort of similar to you except it's not like that life pressure but it's also helped me articulate my thoughts and like put together a point of view on something right uh so that's kind of helpful for me to 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 create that point of view and to like live by that a little bit more strongly um so yeah those are some of the the things that I've enjoyed about this process
1: nice well I hope that people listening like maybe we'll start to see our twitter and instagram feeds populated with more little pieces of design work being shared that'd be cool yeah if people have been felt inspired by this or felt like i don't know maybe we can give them the courage to share a little piece of their process knowing that it doesn't have to be part of a larger content plan or anything like that yeah we'd love to see it and if this episode did give you the confidence to do that please tag us when you post about it your work either on twitter we're at design life fm we don't have a podcast Instagram account, so you can tag both of us individually. individually. Yeah, I'm at Charlie Prangley and fam is Dot. design. Yep. Yep. Um, had to remember that right there. Dot is spelled out, right? Like yeah,
0: unfortunately. D O T.
1: Design. Yes. Over on Insta. Where can people go to hear
0: more episodes of the show, too, fam? Uh, you can go to designlife.fm. You can search us on your favorite podcasting app. I think that's all the places that we have at the moment. It's the usual places. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. As always, if you have any topic suggestions or requests you would like to send through, uh, you can always email us, hello at designlife.fm or reach reach out to us uh, on our Twitter account.
1: Yes, please do. We'd love to hear your suggestions of what you want to hear us talk about for future episodes. Cool. Talk next week. Yeah, see you next time, fam. Bye. Bye. Bye.